I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. On here. Resistance is futile. This, indeed, you are Paul. Is Fan Effect. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Fan Effect. Summer is here, and that means the summer blockbuster is here as well. And we are so excited here at Fan Effect because, as you know, we are sponsored by the Megaplex Theaters, Utah's premier movie-going experience. And we are joined for our monthly check-in by Jeff Whipple of the Megaplex Theaters. Hi, Jeff. Welcome to the show today. Thanks for having me. You guys are great. Two bigger movie fans in the world. It's just wonderful talking with you guys. I love it. And my- Shameless flattery. We'll take it every time. Every time. Well earned. Well earned. <laughs> well, and of course, our other huge uh, fan here, of course, is my co-host, Andy Farnsworth. Hello, everyone. And we are excited because summer's here. We've pushed past the pandemic. All these movies we've been waiting for for ages are finally being released, including some that got rescheduled to this time. So we are going to break down all the wonderful films coming to the Megaplex in July 2021. And there's probably two that we're all just, well, one of them I'm really, really excited for. But we're all really excited for one of them that we're going to talk a bit about today. Well, Jeff, first of all, the... uh we we finally seem to have crossed the threshold now uh, with Memorial Day weekend, and now all of a sudden we've got a whole year's worth of movie content pent up that uh, studios kept delaying and delaying and delaying because they wanted to get the theatrical release in. Now there's so many movies in July that there's just no way to keep up with all of it. So it's great from a content standpoint. It's great from a movie fan standpoint. Not great from a time management standpoint on the part of people. How do you fit it all in? I, I don't know. I don't know what the answer to that is. Hollywood, we have all turned into the kids in the back seat going on summer vacation. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? It's just all this anticipation built up. Hallelujah. We are we are thankfully to this point. Oh we are we are delighted that things are starting to get back to whatever whatever we're calling it. I, it normal doesn't seem right, but anyway, we're we're but we're, we're getting thrilled. close. We're getting close. Yeah. Yes. It's definitely improved. And what's great is this weekend is a big holiday weekend. It is the 4th of July weekend. And we have a family film coming out right at the top of of everything. And that is a sequel to the adorable Boss Baby film. And that's the Boss Baby Family Business, which is out Friday, July 2nd. I'm actually excited for that, believe it or not. I thought the first Boss Baby was hilarious. I like Amy Sedaris. She's in BoJack Horseman. She's actually a pretty talented voice actress. Mm -hmm. She's crazy. She's crazy in the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Uh, she plays Mimi Canassis, named after the song by, <laughs> was it? Oh, I forget their name. They were an early 90s one-hit wonder. But at any rate, um, she's going to voice, uh, I believe it's uh, Templeton's daughter. 
At any rate, I, I only saw the trailer. I, I'm going to watch the movie here shortly because i got to review it for TV. But that's one I'm excited to uh, have my kids watch. They really like the first Boss Baby. I'm one of those people that's a voice purist, so I never watched the Aladdin sequel because it didn't have Robin Williams, and they finally got him back for The King of Thieves, and so I watched The did King you, you of did, Thieves. Okay, good, because that's my favorite. But so that's well. the thing. So having every all the original cast back together, because they, they released like a TV series on Netflix, mm-hmm. and I just... Which is adorable. It is, but it doesn't have the same voices, and so I'm, I'm a snob like that. I don't know. Jeff, are you a snob like that, or is it just me? It's always disquieting, isn't it? Doesn't it just get to you? I remember as a kid watching Winnie the Pooh and hearing those characters changes, especially Christopher Robin. Was like, oh, wait, yeah. that just... wait, is he British or, or, or American? Peanuts, or, the Peanuts or, was or the, the worst. Or the Peanuts cartoons when, when Lucy's voice, wait, no, this isn't right. That's not Charlie Brown. So, yeah, I, I get that. I get that. Mm-hmm. See, we, we are so far in the weeds. That, this is why I love talking to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Because they're, they're really there. There are normal people out there that don't understand how we talk about this stuff. normal people. Yeah. Well, here's what here's here's one. I do have to say this and it breaks my heart that you're not going to get to have the tomorrow war play on the big screen. I watched that. So that should be on the big screen. Oh, the, that the kills me is painful in some ways. At least it reminds us. Yeah, you know, there is a difference, and oh, that's yes. okay. And we understand. And everyone's had to make hard decisions, and we we understand that too. But selfishly, yeah, bring 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 us big movies and let us put them on big screens. Mm-hmm. And, well, and we talk about that question. with our with our connections all the time. Mm-hmm. Is there a chance? that after a certain like a reverse window is there a window after it's exclusively streaming that you could get it for screenings on a big screen is that something that's been talked about is that something that could be in the future you know like i know there were a lot of people who really wanted to see mulan the live action on the big screen is there is that a possibility someday the number of people that i browbeat with this kind of stuff is just terrible. I have conversations all the time. Our, our whole team over here does. Let us just play it because it'll play mm-hmm. so well. Luca, like it's just more know, money. It's Plus. free more hey. money. It's free more money mm-hmm. for the studio. Well, and and the studios, thankfully, um, we, we do have a great relationship and they they build their catalog. Things are, are changing a bit with their streaming services, especially the ones directly connected to studios. So they've got contracts and all sorts of red tape that is connected to either the broadcast or the, even the airline version of films and, okay. and now the streaming services and those kind of things. But we have an unbelievable catalog for every major studio that we can play classic films. And mm-hmm. so, oh, so you have that as, option as, at any time. That's for private screenings at, and at, stuff, right? Exactly. So fans come to us and say, hey, you know, dad's favorite movie is Back to the Future. Can you pull that one up? And we have to reach out to the studio and we go back and forth and they let us know if it's in under any kind of restriction. Mm-hmm. And that's basically what it boils down to is, you know, is it, is it available for theatrical distribution? And you look see. at you look at all the end credits and each of those those lovely people mentioned in the microphone, you know, for seven minutes at the end of the movie, <laughs> all their contracts are tied to how a film performs either theatrically or on television and broadcast or on streaming. And so all those rules and regulations get fairly complicated. But like I said, we have an enormous catalog of films. And thankfully, we're starting to see some of those films titles mm-hmm. appear in the catalogs in the uh, the content that's available through the different uh, studios. So, yeah, we're never saying never. And there's been a whole lot of reinvention happening 
over the last year or so. That's what gives me hope. The studio side. That's what gives yeah. me hope is that, you know, well, what, seven, eight years ago, you thought that that movie was going to be on Netflix forever. And I know people that gave away their DVD collections because Netflix had, you know, the Back to the Future trilogy or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so then like, well, I don't need to have the disc anymore. Then they gave it away. Then it disappeared from Netflix and they wanted to watch it and they didn't know where to find it. And the so, hardest you're in the middle of a series and you haven't finished the season or not. And it's like, wait, where is this going to at the end? Uh, of the <laughs> exactly. That just happened with Seinfeld. Is, mm-hmm. uh, my friend was like, I was three episodes from the end and now it's gone. You know, I've been streaming through the well, Stargates and that, that happened to me too a couple months ago. It moved from Amazon to Hulu. And there's also this wanting to take kind of a refresher course. And, mm-hmm. and it, I love the internet because it gives you know guidelines. Okay, if you're going to go see, you know, the next Marvel film with featuring this character, you may want to f- refresh your memory on, you know, <laughs> starting with these 11 films because instead you know, of the 23, every, uh-huh. it, yeah, exactly. If you don't have 75 hours to, you know, knock out <laughs> all of them, so it's fascinating that way. Mm-hmm. Um, the intellectual property, the IP, as the industry refers to it, has become so complicated. The way these film titles get marketed across multiple platforms. And the pandemic certainly added a layer of complexity to it. But thankfully, things are starting to stabilize and we're getting a chance. So you can see the prequels. You can see the original content. You can hear the original voice actors. And, you know, <laughs> yes, as a voice yeah, guy. The dots, exactly. The dots can eventually connect. And like you said, seeing some of these classic films, we're hoping that if there's demand, we get a chance to put them on the big screen at Megaplex because – there's certainly a fandom for that, too. Well, and that was so fun about last year, like going to see Jaws and stuff on the big screen is, is because of the pandemic, a little bit more of those were available. You know, I'm fine watch. watching Jaws on a small screen, preferably <laughs> as small as possible. <laughs> it's safer. It's safer that way. <laughs> you know, we're talking about Independence Day weekend, but it was really it was Independence Day, mm-hmm. the movie that, uh, you know, brought the Star Wars trilogy back onto the big screen because they played the trailer for the special editions, dropped with Independence Day in 1996. Hmm. And I read, I I was out of the country at the time, but I read about people who bought tickets to Independence Day so they could watch that trailer. Then they went and got their money back for the movie. I remember that. But it did. I it started out with just kid. this little thing. It's got the screen and it's in mono sound. And it's mm-hmm. like for years, they've only been able to watch the Star Wars. A generation has only as on the small screen. But if you've only seen it this way, then you haven't seen it all. And then an X-Wing goes ripping through and it goes back to the full widescreen, all the stereo surround. And like, I'm still getting the goosebumps just remembering watching that trailer. We always have to bring it back to, to Star Wars. And always. <laughs> but that was the thing where, it, you know, th- that just shows... For years, the, the big screen was the thing. TV became the thing, and they started shooting movies with the oh, small this, yeah. screen square, so that they could they could frame most of the action in the small screen square, knowing that that portion of the picture was going to the outside portions were going to be cut off for the TV back. release, mm-hmm. and then that started the thing of going back again, and then TVs widened, and now we're back to widescreen. It's fascinating. So it's always trending. I I bring that up only, Jeff, because we were talking about how intellectual property and where to find these things has become sort of the new transition barrier, like it was from small screen to big screen to small screen to the video release. And now now everything somewhere all the time. It's true. It's great, too, though, because if you love a series or a film, there's always a chance that it's going to become a series. Like even we're, we're talking about The Boss Baby. This is the third movie, correct? Second. Second movie? Second movie. Okay. But there's TV series that's streaming dropped yes. in. Yeah. Maybe that's what I was mixing up. Um, and even like the next one on our list, which is also The Forever Purge, that's <sighs> a that's a ser- sequel in a series, correct? 
It is. Hopefully it is. the last I, I, one, but no, it's not going to be. <laughs> it goes on forever. This is, even in the title, they're not teasing at us at all. They're uh, letting us know right off the... Once you go to this movie, forever. you're not allowed to leave the movie, I guess. I, I'm, I'm not a horror person, so I have not seen any of the purges. I've seen parodies on like SNL and stuff, but that's about it. I, do and, do, do horror yet, movies do well in, in Utah the way superhero movies do? Uh, not not nearly not nearly as well. Um, we we like we like happier endings here okay, than, good. than other places. That restores my faith a little um, bit in humanity. Yes, yes. <laughs> we in fact we I continue to kind of track what people search for online. We we tap into Google Trends and all things Disney, all things Marvel, all things Harry Potter, Star Wars. We're as predictable as this can be as far as what people want to see. And uh, yeah, let, let let us all cheer happily for the hero vanquishing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, any other big things for July second? Yeah, there are a couple other films, but things quiet down, and that's it's actually a really good sign because we've been talking about the musical chairs of movie titles. Mm-hmm. The studios have been shifting because they wanted to make sure things had stabilized and and people were comfortable coming back to the theaters, and that's been the case. Happily, people are are getting there. And now we're starting to be strategic about when films are released so that big movies that have been waiting in the wings have an actual release date. They can promote them, and then they can let them breathe, build an audience, and build a fan base. And so we're seeing some nice spacing with some of these films. Mm-hmm. There, there is July is great. We oh, have yeah. so many big films coming to the big screen. But Boss Baby will have its run for a, you know, a week or two, and... And then we get right into Black Widow and great news. To me, Black Widow is the tent pole. Like that's the marker to me. It was going to be the first, you know, No Time to Die versus Black Widow. As much as I love both mm-hmm. franchises, uh, Black Widow, it had everything gone on the calendar as it would, it was supposed to. I think Black Widow would just destroyed No Time to Die total mm-hmm. box office receipts because people had been waiting a year for the next Marvel movie. Now we've waited two years. Mm-hmm. And... Them getting that on the calendar, saying we're not moving it this time. Here it goes. That to me is the marker of 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 as close to normal as we've been so far as that movie itself. Because they were not just going to stream only that one. I'm surprised they're streaming it at all. But they were never going to just stream it. Well, and it's a premium experience, so it's it's kind of the Disney Plus Plus. They're structuring it that way, but. They're going to get a lot of money out of me for this movie, Jeff. I already pre-ordered the premiere access, but I'm going to go to the theater, too. I, I don't mean, this yeah. is why they double-released it is because of people like me. Well, and there's people like me, too. That's like I'm hunting down outfits and stuff to wear to, like, the opening night and things like that. So, yeah. yes. So that, that comes out on it, July 9th. And that's um, the only one, right? Nobody's one. even going to try to go up against that. <laughs> We don't even have you know, a, like, my best friend's wedding kind of a... There, there isn't much counter-programming you can do against a, <laughs> a, a, an Avengers character standalone film. or a, Yeah, this one, this you know, one's going to get some breathing room. It's funny, too, because I, I, as I remember, I think it was my best friend's wedding that released against uh, Batman and Robin or something back in 97. Because Batman and Robin was expected to destroy everything. And then my best friend's wedding did really well. But what do you do when the superhero movie is about a woman? <laughs> what, what do you counter-program that with? It's fascinating that with the breadth of these audiences that these Marvel films have built, mm-hmm. it's extraordinary. And it used to be easier, maybe easy is the wrong word. It seemed more predictable. 
the other day I was walking out of the offices, which is at Jordan Commons here at the theater. Our offices are upstairs and leaving the building. There were these three lovely women, I think, you know, clearly over 29. I would put them somewhere in the 60s to 70 range, but that's just me. I hope clearly I'm not over them. 29. <laughs> clearly over 29 is, is my point. Lovely ladies. They each had their mega tubs in tow. They were just leaving as I was walking out to the parking garage and had a nice little exchange with them. And I said, oh, so what did you see? And I thought they were going to say witnesses or something, you know, one of the other films. And they had just come out gleefully talking about F9. I think, you know what, as a marketer, check, please. Shame on me for for stereotyping people. Everyone's everyone's got their choice. And thank heavens we're in a place where people can come and enjoy a movie and three good friends come on an afternoon to escape the heat and enjoy Vin Diesel defying physics. So bless them all for, for their effort. But Marvel, you think Black Widow? I don't know anyone who's not looking forward to this. Right? Right. Well, it's the first in the um, the next phase of the film series, right? So everyone's excited about it. We've built up the anticipation for a year. We have, you know, discovered some stuff that's had to be forced ahead of them on like, Amer- what is it? Uh, Captain America, Winter Soldier. This is, everyone's just ecstatic for this. <laughs> The thing that I am amazed by, I, I nearly said marveled by, and they got me again. <laughs> um, they place pieces in these films that are going to be delivered three or five or seven films later, <laughs> and it continues to happen. It knocks me over that level of storytelling, the attention to detail, that they are just weaving these stories through, and the callbacks that come and the but Jeff, this storytelling has been around forever in the comics themselves. It's just yeah. now the filmmakers finally have the guts to try it that way. Like it was a proven success that people like serialized storytelling, even if they only got it once a month. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, there are callbacks to things. And the more you knew, I mean, what they've done successfully is translated the comic experience into a big screen experience. You know, the challenge that they'll face and always will is the aging. They can't stop the real advancement of time on the actors. (laughs) Um, That's how, you know, Natasha Romanoff in the comics can have fought in World War Two and yet still be somehow alive in 2020. Uh And they can just write in a thing. Oh, yeah, she's uh, took a serum and that's why she's young. Or they can come up with whatever. And, you know, they might change artists, but she's still going to look the same and be the same. You know, we're, oh, no, no, we're, no, we're, I, we're we're stuck with the fact that, unfortunately, Scarlett Johansson is 10 years, 11 years older than she was in Iron Man 2, and she will continue to be older every year. That's fine, though, because we're actually getting progression of the storyline, and we're getting into new characters, and the shield is being passed on, and, and things like that are happening right now because people have liked the, how the, the films have been serialized and the, the story arcs have been overarching and, and connective and progressive along the way. Go Except ahead. I saw that documentary called Ant-Man um, with the Prim Particle, and that's real, isn't it? The I, documentary. I can't, keep, I, can't, I can't keep my facts straight from fantasy and reality. It's just <laughs> physics and science and all that stuff is just, oh, my gosh, There's my no poor head. There's science in movies. <laughs> well, you know, check, check it at the door and, and just buckle up. Have, have some fun. Grab some popcorn and junior mints and just, just buckle up for the ride because it's just so much fun. But yes, yeah, reality. There is that whole reality of actors, even though we're seeing them de-age, you know, Samuel L. Jackson when, you know, he wants to do a backstory with Captain Marvel, I guess. Yeah. It, 
Mm. Indiana Jones. The magic, the, <laughs> oh. yeah, the, the magic of the movies, or a young Vin Diesel in yeah F nine. I who? Wait, they, that they, was they, that they, they didn't that. de-age Vin Diesel for that. That was a different actor. See, they, don't don't spoil it for me. Well, I say, don't, tell me <laughs> don't tell me that I just thought, that I thought it was a different actor, and it really was a digitally de-aged wait, Vin Diesel. I guess wait, it that wasn't been. a documentary too. <laughs> Yeah, a documentary about cars in space. <laughs> Ooh, speaking about space, we have another one coming up on the 16th of July, Space Jam, A New Legacy. Now, I've got to yeah. admit, I was not the biggest fan of the original Space Jam. That's sad. Hated Michael Jordan at the time. That didn't help Aww. because my team was not able to quite defeat him in the NBA Finals. But I also... I don't know. It didn't work for me. There was a couple funny moments, but I love classic Bugs Bunny, and it's just not the same. I don't know. It's the the classic in me. You know, the, the, the zaniness seems to have given way to more safe stuff now. You <laughs> oh can't gosh. have characters, like, throwing each other off cliffs anymore like you used to, and, <laughs> you know. any rate, so I, I'm a little bit hesitant on this one. I'm glad, honestly, that they're doing them as CG characters, 3D CG, instead of, you know, the traditional 2D flat like they did in Space Jam. Well, it's a mixture. Well, it's, it, not. it's, it's both. It's Is both. It both. Yeah. Have you not watched no, the trailer? I haven't, because, I haven't seen the trailer yet, I guess. Because, because they shift between dimensions, too, apparently. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so this is this is also you know, next level at least on the animation front. And and there is the homage to the classic 2D animation. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also have some fun. I, I have not seen all of this, but I have, I have been thankfully dialed in on some things. And they have some fun with the Warner Brothers catalog in ways that harken back to you know, some other... I have seen part of, of yeah. As you say, I have seen part of the trailer where I think the Iron Giant is in the crowd which at one made me, point. I, I squealed in the middle of the theater, super loud, and people like looked at me because I love the Iron Giant. Well, if Vin yeah, Diesel is there for the Iron Giant, why don't we have? Uh, oh, but it's Warner Brothers and Universal. I was like, why can't we have uh, a Dom Toretto in there too? But or a Groot. <laughs> No, but I, I'm excited about it because I, I loved Space Jam as a kid. I, I grew up in the age of Tiny Toons, and so that oh, was my Tiny entry Toons. into into the Toons the in general. And so I remember loving Space Jam as a kid. So I'm I'm excited that this this younger generation gets a chance to start watching these. I'm, I'm already trying to indoctrinate my nieces and nephews by, Smart. by introducing them to, to these different things. I've gotten them on Animaniacs. I make my <laughs> kids watch the old cartoons, too. Old Tom and Jerry, what? old um, Looney Tunes, old mm-hmm. the classic stuff. The opera of Bugs Bunny is like oh, yeah. my favorite one. That's yeah. why it's called Looney Tunes. They took classical music. Mm-hmm. They oh, made kids yeah, learn yeah, classical yeah. music. They didn't know they you were learning at, you, it, but they did. Mm-hmm. Kill the wabbit, the kill the, the wabbit. <laughs> we got Andy singing again. At, it's no longer just me. <laughs> but, but looking at the history of how, how far this art form has come, mm-hmm. there's there's a great old clip of, of Jerry the Mouse from Tom and Jerry dancing with Gene Kelly. I love that. In, 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 yes. And you know, what they went through to make that look real. And there were, there were again, deep in the weeds for those that I actually care. have that movie. You look at the reflection and the shadow, and that's what they mm-hmm. realized they had to go back and fix because it, it had to match what Gene Kelly was doing. And then you think of that scene of the penguins dancing in Mary Poppins. Yep. And live action mixed with animated characters, 
and then you move it all the way forward to what people are going to see in Space Jam. And really, LeBron James almost looks real. It's phenomenal. Oh, wait. No, he's... <laughs> he, he's just a fictional creation, right? <laughs> no, one, no one can play basketball like that, really, can they? <laughs> right. Well, it's, it's fun, too, because there's a lot of play in there. You have the animation. You have the CG animation. You have the real life. It's so cool what we can have come out now in, in the films in order to give stories to people. And really looking at – you talk about your, your nieces and nephews. Mm-hmm. Look at what those kids have been exposed to from their earliest days. I mean my parents, my grandparents, entertainment was a little simpler back then. Mm-hmm. And what it takes now to convince people and to entertain them is – it doesn't surprise me that we go through what we do to take the entertainment level to the next level. There are times when it certainly goes above and beyond and we all scratch our head and wonder, you know, really? You did that? <laughs> But okay. That was scary to you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will look forward to it for the cutting edge animation. I just I'm I'm reserving the right to be skeptical of how well they use the Looney Tunes characters because I like them. I, yes. Yeah. Bugs, Daffy and the gang. You got to love those guys. Let's see, and what else is coming out that weekend? So, um I have a list here, but I don't know which ones are going to be. None of them look that big. They're kind of avoiding Space Jam, I think. That's what it looks like. Well, and that's kind of the game is you get these tentpole films that, you know, and then, and then there, you start seeing the counter programming and we're, we're constantly looking. And that's one of the things that continues to change though. Our film team is heroic about what content they're bringing. And so we just, we remind people, check our website, check our mobile app, Mm -hmm. uh, follow us on social media to see what's coming because, there's some great stories out there. And honestly, there were even during the depths of the pandemic, when we were open and running films, there were some of these smaller films that got great play because they weren't so overshadowed by these huge blockbusters. So for the crowd that's looking for those kind of films, keep an eye on, on the Megaplex website and, and our mobile app to see what else is out there. Well, I know there's one of those coming out on July 20th, uh, the um, Zoe Lister-Jones movie, How It Ends, that was, I think, a Sundance uh, movie lat last year, I guess. Uh, that's coming out on a Tuesday, but the trailer for that one looks really funny. Is I don't it know a if you've seen then? that. It, it, it's kind of a dark comedy. It's the end of the world, oh. and then her like sixteen year old self. She starts having conversations with her sixteen year old self about what to do for the end of the world. It, mm-hmm. I, I really like Zoe Lister Jones. She was in uh, um, the the CBS show uh, Life in Pieces. With she played Colin Hanks's. Uh-huh. Like, Colin Hanks makes a cameo in this. Anyway, that's uh, it's an, it's more of an indie film. Since you were talking about some of the smaller ones, well, not like end of the world type films. It's a comedy. Like there's a comet about to hit the Earth or something, and everybody has to just figure out what they're going to do for the last couple of days. And mm-hmm. so it's kind of a dark comedy. Yeah. Um, but that's one that I that I I'm, I'm hoping to see. But uh, it's that next Friday that I'm excited about, and that oh is uh, the GI Joe Origins <laughs> Snake Eyes. I'll let you talk about that because I, I no. have zero interest. So. <laughs> I'll say this. I liked the G.I. Joe movies okay, the ones that came out in the 2000s with Channing Tatum and uh, Bruce Willis and some of the things, but they weren't done that great. They did get Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow. They made them really cool in in the original G.I. Joes, and Ray Park played Snake Eyes, which was good because Snake Eyes is a silent character, so as long as Ray Park never has to, to <laughs> say anything out loud, he does all the physical stuff super awesome. Um, I do like... Like action and fighting and martial art type. But this is definitely that. And because it's a prequel, they, I mean, it's really, it would be really hard to do a movie where the main character never spoke. I think that's an interesting challenge if a filmmaker could make that happen. But this is pre 
whatever reason he never talks in the G.I. Joe cartoon or whatever. This is he, he does talk in this. He's played by Henry Golding. Mm-hmm. Um and it looks really it looks really cool. We get uh, a couple of sightings of other G.I. Joe characters played by I, I don't have the list in front of me of who the actors are, but you'll see Scarlet in it, you'll see Baroness, who's one of the bad uh characters, and then you'll see Storm Shadow and who who's the white ninja, which is ironic because in G.I. Joe the bad ninja wears white and the good ninja wears black. So it flips. Yep. Oh. See, I'm I'm not a G.I. Joe fan, so I, I can't even comment on but this. But see, now you're learning, and this is why you're now excited to see Snake Eyes. Um. They're getting the hang of these origin stories, too, which is nice, because you do get some of the backstory. You get the motivations, some of what these characters went through even before they go quiet. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Oh wait, you did speak. Okay, that's 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 a good tip. <laughs> nice to know. <laughs> and then maybe they can make another GI Joe movie where he like whispers, "I'd like a large yeah. pizza, please." Well, now that Hulk is talking, you know, all bets are off. <laughs> <laughs> right. Now that he says more than smash, so curious. How early does the Megaplex pre-sell tickets to any to any blockbuster? Is that up to the studio or is that up to the to the Megaplex? No, no, no. It's it's guided by the studio. Um, and part of that is that they have national media campaigns. The Again, another kind of backstage secret. You start watching uh, late night talk shows or the early morning shows or the entertainment programs, and you'll start seeing the cast of these, these films start appearing more regularly. Or you'll see articles and covers of popular magazines and, and even websites that tell backstories about who these people are. And you realize, oh, wait, tickets are on sale. And there's a little button there that you can just click and go, <laughs> go straight to it. So they, they time a lot of these things. Usually it runs about 10 days minimum, two weeks, three weeks, depending on how big the film is. Mm-hmm. So we've got tickets for Black Widow already on sale. We have had for probably a week or so, mm-hmm. week and a half, um, because you know there's that pent-up demand. Mm-hmm. So as the marketing plans work out, the studios do a pretty good job of, of tracking when they can peak their their message and get the most interest out there. And so, real quick, before you run out of time here, because we're we're getting close to that time, I just checked and you don't have tickets for Jungle Cruise on sale yet. So you got to tell me as soon as they're open, because I am oh. looking forward to this. This is the one I've been looking forward to all year because I'm such a big Adventureland Disney fan. So this is I'm excited. and I like The Rock, so I'll see it. And Emily Emily and Blunt. Emily Blunt's cute. It I looks. Like her really good and it looks like it almost reminds me of Pirates of the Caribbean is what it feels like they're going for that mythological it reminds me of Journey to the Mysterious Island with Dwayne Johnson (laughs) is what it looks like Uh, (laughs) I'm just saying I'm hoping it's better than that That one's that one's going to be a fun, and maybe we'll find out, you know, really what's behind backside of water because yeah. that's the real mystery we're trying to solve. Yes, definitely. I, I've got to believe that's going to be in there. And they're better. No, great they films wiggling their ears. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and how do all the... these animals that? Don't live in the jungle. End up in the jungle. This oh. one particular, yes. <laughs> Andy just gave me the weirdest look. He did not get the reference, and my heart is broken for him because Jungle Cruise is my favorite ride in the park. So, is that at Disneyland? It's at Di- and, and the Jungle Cruise on the ride. Yeah, the hippos, their ears wiggle and they blow bubbles, and then they have to shoot them away. I'm not sure I've ever been on that <gasps> ride. That's so sad. What? Is it is it near Indiana Jones, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah, right no, against I've the trail. Yeah, I've never been on it. Because the, the line to Indiana, Indiana Jones, Jones takes so long that yeah, I have to make sure I go man. on Indiana Jones. Well, what do I want to go on Jungle Cruise for? Now I've seen the movie. Maybe I will. Once I've seen the movie, I should say. But it's going to be then different by then. They're changing the story. Oh, we can talk about this later. Uh, we're going to have to talk about it later because <laughs> oh we're out of time. I know. I, I'm heartbroken. Wow. That is that is. 
I, I'm ready to start a GoFundMe so we can send Andy to Disneyland. Just to I write will happily Cruise. accept that. Wow. That is. I've been to Disneyland somebody, three times in my life. Out. Oh, my gosh. I missed three trips while the pandemic closed it. And I'm, I have 98 days till my next one. So. Wow. I don't even have Not a calendar for my next one. Oh, I, I got to take out. my twins. My twins haven't been yet. They're eight. We, we, last time we went, they were f- 2015. They were two. Oh. So we left them home. And we took the older four, and now we haven't taken the oh, twins. This breaks my and heart. they are—they are letting us hear about that. When oh. do we get to go to Disneyland, Dad? I don't know. We gotta go. We gotta go. And we sadly have to go as well. We're out of time, and we're about to be kicked out of the studio here. Um, everybody, go to the theaters. Go enjoy yourself. You have air conditioning there. We have big movies back, like Black Widow and Jungle Cruise, and for Andy, Snake Eyes. Hmm. <laughs> Jeff will be happy to check in next month for our August check-in where we find out if Black Widow broke any national records yes. again for local theaters because oh. we always finish very well. Mm-hmm. We, we are looking forward to that. And come see us at the movies. We look forward to seeing those films at the Megaplex. Thank you for sponsoring our podcast. And ah, now I want some popcorn again. Every time. Every time. <laughs> All right, everyone. Um, thanks for listening to this episode of Fan Effect, a KSL News Radio podcast. Beyond sci fi, fantasy, gaming, and tech, we are excited to share with you our knowledge and arguments um, on everything pop culture and fandom. Based in the beautiful Beehive State, Fan Effect celebrates Utah's unique fan culture, and we are excited to bring you local guests that feel the same way. I'm your host and producer, Kellyanne Halverson, joined by my co-host, Andy Farnsworth, and our guest this time, Jeff Whipple from the Megaplex, which also sponsors our show. Listen regularly on your favorite platform at kslnewsradio.com, kslpodcast.com, or on the KSL News Radio app. Do you have a fun idea or a local fan culture topic you would like for us to explore? Let us know by messaging our Facebook page at Fan Effect Show, where you can also get the latest nerdly updates and join the conversation. Follow us on Instagram at Fan Effect Show and Twitter at Fan Effect Show. Thanks again for listening, and we hope to have you back real soon for another episode of Fan Effect. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story, the struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.